We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And every day we are mighty darn skippy that you do. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. We are Russell and Medhurst. For those of you that are new, we're here every day, 9 to noon, following the great Kevin Sheehan. Late breaking information. Make sure you go to the Team 980 Twitter feed and Kevin Sheehan for late breaking information. Kevin was Kevin that 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 late little nugget, nugget from Kevin. I, ju- I, I just got mic. a phone call. He's like those. He was like those one nine hundred guys. Call my hotline right I'd, now. I'd love to see Kev's cell phone. Seventy five dollars. I'd love to see where that call late night last night on the Cowboys <laughs> game came in from. Was it off the left shore of Nicaragua? Was it off the eastern side of Cambodia? The Grand Cayman. Uh, was it? Yeah. Was, was it Switzerland where they have a lot of money? Was it uh, Dubai? I mean. I, I don't know where it came from. I'd love to see the area code. Probably so hidden behind a VPN or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Kevin, this is Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were you just playing there? Was that the Jaws theme? Absolutely. Wait, be, so we were having this discussion. Actually, Matt, I got, I got, I got to let you in on this. Matt asked D-Day, who is Kevin's producer, Denton Day. He said, wait, is it sharks or is it sharp? Like, are the sharps saying such and such or are the sharks providing this information? So I said, well, I said, here on Russell and Medhurst kind of depends on what kind of mood we're in. Sometimes the sharks are going to provide the information. Yeah. And sometimes. Well, here's what happens. Here, so, look. Yeah. I got a sharp. I'm going to plunge it right into my forearm. Sharps. It, you By following the sharps, if it comes up empty, then the sharks come circling for you in terms of true. their money. That is true. That's what they want. <laughs> that is true. But I, I, Kevin got this call late. Like, look, this is Bob. I was out at practice today, and I saw Dak Prescott through seven straight incompletions. Mm. I believe he's going to struggle like last week. Kevin bet the Buccaneers and bet the ranch. Wait, could Bob be calling, though, from offshore? I uh, guess, no, right? No, I think Bob was probably calling. Or would calling. you need, like, a Felix or something Bob like that? Bob was probably calling from uh, from Fort Worth, probably no, from the greater Dallas-Fort no, Worth but, area. But 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 the, the, the thing is that Kevin said he got a call late last night from all, you know, I think it was from – Overseas or mm. offshore or, or or something like that, and I, he's he's mentioned that oh. he gets these calls quite a bit late on Thursday nights. I've heard mm. late on Thursday nights, sweet spot for calls off the uh, southern he, shore of um, of um, give me a foreign country that I, nobody would ever know anything about. Help um, me out here, Fiji. There you go, off the Fiji Islands. The ghost, maybe, of, the ghost maybe, of Jimmy Snooker called him. I was going to say maybe Mister Fiji called him. 
By the or way, Fuji, Fuji, Fuji. By the Not way, Fiji. I was thinking Fiji. Mr. Fiji Fuji. Islands is where Jimmy Snooker came from. Japan right. is where Mr. Fuji. Right, came right, from. exactly. Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito. Maybe Abdullah the, way, the butcher, who celebrated his 82nd birthday. Nice. Yeah, but uh, maybe Abdullah or the day before. Maybe Abdullah the butcher is the guy that calls Kev. Um. By the way, is Snooker the female wrestler Snooker? Is that Jimmy's daughter? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Tamara, I think. Yeah. She's Tamika? like 40. Tamika. She, or, she or just something. celebrated yeah. her 45th yeah. birthday, actually. Right, there you go. So, um, so good for Kev. I hope Kev breaks the bank this weekend. I thought Kevin asked Ryan Wilson a very, you know, pertinent question at the end. Do any of the three big dogs who are playing, uh, especially in the case of Baltimore and Miami playing, you know, journeyman third stringers, do they have any shot? At all. Seattle's a big dog, but at least they have their quarterback uh, in that game. So Ryan gave the right answer. I mean, Seattle's probably, in theory, the team with the best chance uh, to, to pull off an upset uh, in any of those situations. But, I mean, you, you see any of those teams being able to pull off an upset? And is, 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 Seattle, is Seattle the team that's best equipped to pull an upset? Or is it Baltimore? Uh... I mean, I would, I would only say Seattle is because, because of this. Because we know they can run the ball, even though they're probably going to run into a brick wall. But we know they can run the ball if things break right. And because Purdy was quote unquote Mister Irrelevant, and therefore the seventh or, or the final pick of the seventh round. There is something to the do theory that he's due to have a bad game. Yeah, the glass slipper's going to break at some point. It's going to trip, fall. That's the only, as we discussed, you know, a bunch yesterday. I mean, and we'll get to Lamar. Huntley, I guess, threw a little bit. Anthony Brown and the Ravens going into Cincinnati. Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins going into Buffalo. I watched back some of that Buffalo um Miami game from a couple of weeks ago uh up in Buffalo and and you know like Tua had some opportunities in that early in that game um when the Dolphins were right there and and didn't connect on them inside the 10-yard line one, and and Tyreek dropped one it, I, so I can't say that like the Dolphins if Skylar Thompson somehow plays the game of his life, I, I can't say they have no shot to hang around, but I just, for the life of me, and I know the NFL is built to bring unpredictability and craziness and chaos and all of that stuff, and I should know better to have not such a strong conviction. I just can't see how Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins win that game. Same thing for Anthony Brown. I just can't see it. I can see it a little bit more. I don't think they will for the Seahawks. Again, not the same situation. Geno Smith is the starter, and he's a pro bowler. I can see it a little bit better for Geno Smith and the Seahawks going to San Francisco, even though everyone would, by and large, tell you that San Francisco is the apple of everyone's eye in the NFC even more so, it seems, than Philadelphia, who's sitting this one out. And part of that is because there's now questions and has been now questions about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Like, I, again, it, it it probably doesn't make sense, but I have to give Seattle mathematically a little bit more of a chance to win in San Francisco than I do Baltimore and Cincinnati, Miami and Buffalo, if that makes sense. Uh, my only thing is, is, I think... The only way Baltimore, Baltimore's at least got a defense that has a pulse. And if Burrow is slightly off, you know, Humphrey and those guys are good enough maybe to make a play or two. Smith can at least uh, help, you know, keep the, the Cincinnati run game in check. But Burrow's just too good with too many weapons, I think, at some point. And you even saw that last week. Um, you know, Baltimore's just not equipped to score enough points uh, against a team like Cincinnati. Though, if you can do what the Titans did, and get Cincinnati in a 19-16 type game, you only got to make a couple of plays to do that. The question ultimately is, uh, can Baltimore do that? I don't think I, I don't think Seattle is equipped to do it against San Francisco without some help from the 49ers. And clearly Miami is a team that 
basically limped to the finish line. And quite frankly, I think the Steelers would have been a better uh, a better matchup oh, at absolutely. least um, in that seven spot uh, had they been able to to get the spot. But you knew the Jets. Uh, there's no way the Jets were beating even Miami last week in that 11 to six. Uh, debacle to conclude the season. You the, mean Joe Flacco versus Skylar Thompson? Yeah, I mean, look, didn't exactly look, do it for to me, you. To me, the still the most intriguing game is the Monday night game, and yeah. and ESPN gets the Monday night game, and I think largely in part because they lost a game. ESPN lost millions of dollars in inventory because of that Monday night game. Oh yeah, obviously being uh, suspended the way. Oh, uh, so you, th- you think that's why the NFL fed that to them? I, I 100%. Interesting. Okay. 100%. They lost a they lost a they lost millions in inventory. Um I was listening to John Oren and Andrew Marshan's podcast. Uh they do an amazing job talking about uh broadcasting information and uh sports media and as soon as that game gets suspended and then basically you had Scott Van Pelt anchoring nonstop uh, no commercial coverage for well over an hour, maybe an hour and a half, even. Uh, oh, so how from it, much they lost so, not only from the game because remember also that, that game was that game was suspended in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, it was like nine nine fifty or so. Yeah, maybe the, first maybe half, a little at least, bit. definitely first quarter. Yeah, I thought or definitely first half, but at least the first quarter. No, it was like nine fifty when the game was actually canceled. I but think. But I'm just or, saying when yeah. it was once it was when it was delayed. Right. Oh, delayed. Know, from it was the time probably it was like nine sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So they lost millions of dollars in yeah. inventory. So I truly believe that's one of the reasons why the league said, "Hey, we're going to throw you a bone here. We're going to give you. We're going to give you Dallas because Dallas. Is, look, no matter what, Dallas is the thing, that, the team that moves the needle. Did you know? Because normally Dallas would probably. I mean, with with the regular season rules out the window, mm-hmm. you would think, especially on a what turns out to be a, a three day weekend for many, including right. us. Yeah, how about that? We're not going to be here on Monday morning. Yeah. I'm actually taking my daughter for a softball lesson with a former Wisconsin player. That's going to be cool. Uh, but you would think normally instead of Cincinnati-Baltimore, which, again, has the potential to be a dog game because of the quarterback situation. What about Giants-Vikings because of the giant, the New York market? Well, yeah, you could think that. that could but, have been but I'm a saying, I mean, normally you would think, right, that if the NFL was, you know, truly in, in, in control here of, of everything, which they are, that they would put Dallas – on the Sunday night window. But to your point, if they say, look, and, and I did Marshan cover this? Uh, they talked about it a little bit. I mean, okay. it's Dak, I mean, it's Dak and, it's Dak and Brady. Too. Well, you, you, right. But, but I mean, the Cowboys. Right. Cowboys. The, Brady no is obviously. Remember, you knew that was Dallas the, was going to be in a primetime window right. somewhere. But remember, that was the Sunday night matchup to start the year, 19 3 in Dallas. And it was a boring ass game. Terrible but game. because it's the Cowboys, because it's Tom Brady. Draw draws a massive nut. Well, now you have the rematch in the playoffs. Yeah. So I do wonder, to your point, I think overall, if the NFL said, "All right, look, we, we hook ES, uh, we hook NBC all the time. Here's here's your hook, partially to make up for Buffalo mm-hmm. Cincinnati, which probably would have been the highest rated regular season Monday night game." Of all time uh, of of this season, right? Because of the matchup yeah. and so, on. and and I know it still drew huge numbers because everybody was trying to follow the story. Mm-hmm. But to your point, they lost a lot of commercial inventory. Now right. they had a three or four commercial breaks in the first ten minutes because Joe Buck and Troy Aikman right. didn't know what to do and say, so they kept telling them to go to commercial break. They knew that something was wrong, so they were going to clear out some inventory that way. But still. I mean, so they end up losing uh, millions of dollars. So they give the Cowboys back. That's the Monday night game. Uh, and and look, the top 100 TV programs of 2022, Chris. Would you like to know how many of those top 100 were NFL games? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 96. Maddie? I'm going to go 75. You both, you're somewhere in between. 82 of the top 100 TV programs of 2022 were NFL games. So you wonder why we talk about NFL all the time? Because the NFL is king. For this this four months, this four or five month period, the NFL is king. The numbers tell us that. The analytics, no matter how much you like to, no matter how much you try to fight it, okay? No matter how much you try to fight it, uh, the NFL is king. In fact, the top 10, nine were NFL games. The only thing that was different was uh, President Biden's uh, inaugural address. That was the only thing that was in the top ten that wasn't an NFL game. So State of the Union. Address. State of the Union. And yeah. not only that, sports as a whole take up like ninety of the top one hundred. Yeah. So nobody's nobody's watching, you know, the you know, because we don't have great shows like Dallas anymore. Uh, you know, maybe Law and Order, all the different Law and Orders and the FBI's. I mean, that's all we got. We got cop shows. We got police shows. Dallas, by the way, is a fabulous show. Is that the right theme? Yeah, you got it. I am. I am J.R. Okay. Uh, who shot? Who shot J.R. Ewing? Oh, uh, you did. So, there's <laughs> Dallas police are still looking I, for you. I haven't shot J.R. just yet. So, probably somebody related to. Maybe Cliff I Barnes. should shoot the J.R. Sports Brief. <laughs> no. No. This top six. This is my top six right now. Top six reasons Chris Russell filibusters, according to Polly, <laughs> right here on the team. Who cares what Polly says? By no. the way, by the way, um, bad news for Washington. Another team in the search for an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus they're trying to extend Gerard Mayo yeah. of their defensive staff because teams are starting to sniff around for him as a coordinator. Yeah. But now the but now the Patriots, after what happened last year. Uh, with Matt Patricia uh, and how that went, they are searching for a legitimate OC. So has that been made official, or is uh, that just the ex- widely expected? That is that is sourced reporting. Okay. right now. I mean, so, I, I saw something that Belichick and Kraft had an end of the year meeting, which is kind of t- typical. Mm. Uh, and Belichick did not fight the the whole notion that nothing has to change. So yeah, yeah it seems well, like they're going to bring look, in. Here's the thing. Would you do Kingsbury there just because, A, he was there under Belichick and Brady long ago, so he sort of knows the the way things operate, and if you think about it, I mean, if you're thinking about it, right, Kingsbury could be, now that McDaniels, at least for now, is, is with the Vegas Raiders, I mean, Kingsbury could be that next 
you know, in the eyes of Belichick, hmm, young guy. Why not Bill O'Brien? I'm pretty sure Bill worked with Mac Jones the year with Jamison Williams and all those guys. Yes, when he they, did. Yeah, so Bill's first year uh, down. To in me, the- Bill O'Brien would be my first call just because he's got a working relationship with Mac Jones, understands That's Mac fair. not only physically but mentally. So, And right now I think Mac Jones is in a real delicate spot. That's fair. Um Mentally, well, if about he's in a delicate spot mentally, is Bill O'Brien the guy you want necessarily to be barking at you? That guy's uh, got that guy's got a little bit of a hot button temper. That's okay though. That's okay though. I think he 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 got the best out of Mac Jones. We saw Mac Jones at his best with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, but you could also argue. I, mean, I think that Josh McDaniels got a lot out of Mac Jones last year. Yeah. I mean, that, that's possible, but I mean, Josh isn't coming back. He's staying yeah. as the coach of the Raiders. I think Bill O'Brien, I think Bill O'Brien is one of those guys, again, as I mentioned before, I think Bill O'Brien is one of those tremendous coordinator, uh, jury out as a head coach guy. Yeah, I, I've got no problems at all with Bill O'Brien being an offensive coordinator right. or a quarterback's coach. I mean, hell, I'd love Ron to be able to bring him in here. For some reason, he doesn't go to Miami or uh, to New England, uh, call him. How, you know? how about how about this, if you're Bill O'Brien? Do I stay with Nick Saban and Al frickin' Bama? Or do I go back to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? I, I mean, like you would think either way, he's set up again to be a head coach, whether mm-hmm. he's a good head coach or not. I think he re, I, I think he did fine as a head coach for the most part. It was when he got more and more and more and more control in oh, Houston. you mean like Ron Rivera has here? Yeah. 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 It's a big responsibility. Yeah. It it's is. a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So, but that's where it seemed to crumble for Bill O'Brien, 100%. for Bab, absolutely, down in absolutely. I, I would agree with you one hundred percent there. So he got a little bit too big for his britches, uh, you know, from a personnel standpoint. Too much confidence in how he could do things. Made some bad personnel moves, and what happened? He ended up getting, yeah. you know, out the door. So I would also not blame him. And for DeAndre not recovered. Hopkins with they've three not years recovered. On his, no, but when DeAndre Hopkins marches into your office and th- starts making threats about, you know, his contract three years out. I like maybe you don't have to trade him right then and there, but some people are like, screw you, dude. Call you don't want to be here. See ya. Call his bluff. You know, you know, you got three years left on the contract. Yeah. Call his, call his bluff. The problem is he made a huge deal for Laramie Tunsil. Mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil's a great player, but it's made very little difference. Right. 100%. I mean, I mean that, they, like I said, the they've not recovered. Yeah. They've not recovered after Bill made some of those uh, silly moves down in Houston. Right. So, uh, and they're still digging out of that hole. So Washington now with more competition in the run for offensive coordinator. Ken Zampezi, an internal candidate, is mm. is uh, you know discussing with Ron Rivera the opportunity uh, to be the offensive coordinator here uh, in Washington. And the, as we discussed briefly yesterday, that conversation with Ken and Ron would have to consist of, you know, coach. Here's here's what you know. Here's here's what Scott and I had talked about. Here's some things I suggested, and maybe Scott didn't implement that I think we could do and enhance our offense a little bit. Uh, plus, he obviously has spent a year counseling Sam Howell, so he knows the personnel uh, that is here already. So he has an inherent advantage there of knowing the personnel. Is that good enough for you, or do you have to go outside the family uh, here looking for an offensive coordinator? I think there's value in both. I'll argue against the incumbent candidate. For those of you that think the only you know reason you hire him is he has knowledge of the personnel, I'll give you examples as to why that's not as big a deal as you think. 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're rolling on a football Friday right here on the eve of the playoffs on the Team 980. It's streaming live for free, F-R-E-E, on the Odyssey app. Eighty-two NFL games in the top 100 TV programs of 2022. That means every week there was a chance that at least a couple of the NFL games had a chance. Because it's like Maddie just said, it's like 30% of NFL games, you know, in that top 100. Sports dominating that top 100. All of you cord cutters, hey, good luck to you out there. Enjoy yourself. If you don't like football, hey, that's fine. There's, there's no law that says you got to like football. But most of America still does like football. And, and football dominates. 
Um, you know, certainly it's not a perfect sport by any stretch of the imagination. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, it's got its warts just like everything else. You know, the violence during it, the violence after it. We've seen it, you know, the it, we, we saw it this past week. We saw a player, you know, in that one in one million hit that, you know, uh, has him, you know, fighting for his life, uh, you know, for a few days afterwards. And... But, but America still comes back to the TV for football every week. This format on the radio, people come back to talk about football each and every week. We're about to go into the part of the offseason, which in the NFL almost dominates as much as the in-season because now the teams that are not in the playoffs, including the one here, you know, everybody wants to know. And I had a guy, I had to laugh at Doc yesterday. Guy asks Doc, like the third caller of the show. He goes, "Oh, so what do you think we're going to do in the draft?" Doc's like, "I'm just oh, trying to, God. I'm just trying to get out through the playoffs. I'm not worried about who we're trying to draft right now." Doc hasn't started doing. So Doc funny. doesn't start doing his draft research until the night before the draft. It was so funny to hear Doc. If there's one that. human being that that does not care one iota about the draft, I mean, look. Here I will I will tell you this. If you if you're interested in draft information, uh this is going to be the show you want to listen to uh leading up to the draft between now and then. Okay? We you know that that's just my that's what I do, okay? We're going to give you names that at least on the should be on the radar of the team whether they end up being on, you know, the the radar of the team, we'll see, you know? But, you know, one of my one of my sleeper guys in last year on the third day, Tyler Algier ended up having a huge year for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it was significant for them. Um, so we we get into this. We don't. We're not just looking at the first round guys. We're looking at the whole draft. Uh, so if you're that, if you're into that, this is going to be the show to listen to nine to twelve uh, every day here on the Team Nine Eighty. Now, um, before we get and it, back into Zampezi and all that, mm-hmm. just want to pass this along. I don't know if this qualifies as breaking news, but I mean, it seems juicy. It mm-hmm. seems important. Diddle up, diddle up, diddle up, diddle up, diddle up, mega diddos. Our buddy Scott Abraham. Scott Abraham. Big Scott. Ron, I've got another pressing question for you from ABC Seven News. At Scott Seven News says, "Get to know the name Todd Bowley." B-O-E-H-L-Y. Sources have told me mm-hmm. that Bowley mm-hmm. is making a very strong push to buy the Washington at Commanders. This is his hometown team. Bowley was raised in Bethesda. and Went attended the Landon School. Attended yeah. the Landon School. And he is the co-owner of Chelsea, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the L.A. Sparks. I've heard the name. Todd, can I be the GM of the L.A. Sparks? Yeah. I've heard the name before. Mm-hmm. I don't know as – I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say I don't know a ton about him. Uh, I, I don't know much other than what has been reported. I know J.P. Finley wrote something a couple of months ago about him uh, when it first became known that Dan was maybe looking to sell – uh, what have you. Now, Scott is saying that basically sources have told him that he is making a very strong push, which, again, shouldn't perhaps surpri- surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys that have been mentioned are going to, um, you know, look, even even if Jeff Bezos is considered by far and away the top dog, the leading candidate, the uh, in the clubhouse leader type thing, right? That doesn't mean he's going to win because we just don't know where Dan Snyder is at. If Dan Snyder is hell-bent on not handing his team over to Jeff Bezos because he views Jeff Bezos as the devil, and, you know, we, we, we've we heard some things about Bezos and whatever. I, I mean, there's things about everybody, right? But if, if Dan is hell-bent on on selling to somebody else and even at a lower price, well, then that could could open the door, obviously, for other candidates, such as a Byron Allen, such as a Todd Bowley, such as somebody along those lines. And when you own or at least are a co-owner of Chelsea, 
and the Dodgers. Forget about the Sparks. Yeah, what are those? What are those teams? Do, what do those two teams do? Especially, I mean, what 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 do the Dodgers do, Chris? Uh, they make a lot of money. And and what else do they and do? They, uh, they spend they a lot win, of money, and they win. they're willing to go over the luxury tax yes. to do it, to and they try. win. Yeah, they. Win. I mean, they don't win a championship every year. That much but is obvious. The, you know, they win. you know that your team is competing for a championship Correct. every year. Now he's. I, my understanding is again not the one hundred percent owner. I mean, I know like Guggenheim or whatever mm-hmm. is involved in that match. Magic's got a stake, what have you. I think he's the pri- primary owner, but I'd have to double check that. But m- I- again, my- like Michael Phillips just added to Abraham's point, he that he just dropped five point four billion dollars on a soccer team, and he's still putting stuff in his shopping cart. I, I- listen. I-, I don't know as much as I should probably know about. Uh, about him, I just kind of figured I'd wait to learn about these individual candidates beyond just surface stuff. But this is just an interesting wrinkle to clearly the biggest, like like there's on-field stories, right? Offensive coordinator, who the quarterback is going to be. Um, are they really going to run the ball two times to one? Are they going to get Deron Payne back? Are they going to sign Cameron Curl to a long-term contract? Are they going to invest in a Mike Linebacker? Those are the on-field stories. The off-the-field story, which is probably and arguably bigger than all five of those things that I just mentioned, is who's going to be the damn owner, assuming that Dandy Dan is going to sell 100% of the team. Yeah, I mean, and and Todd Bowley's been a very aggressive guy with Chelsea. Um, you know, he's acquired a couple of very young superstars uh, that are like I think around the age of 22, 21, 22, and then uh, they're trying to get a guy from Real Madrid. I think it's uh, Rafa Marin, mm-hmm. uh, who's twenty. Uh, so this is a guy that comes in and is aggressive. This is a guy you don't buy Chelsea and you don't buy the Dodgers unless you're trying to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was you know he was born one day after an American icon was born. Uh, let's see, Bowley's like forty nine or fifty, mm-hmm. which means he's younger than me. That's cool. Hey Todd, let's hang out. Um, he is forty nine, by the way. Okay, so what? You know how I what know date this? was he born? September twentieth, nineteen seventy three. Mm, so that means somebody was born on September twenty first, nineteen seventy three. No, September nineteenth. That would be the legendary Chris Russell. Yeah, how about we, that? We, we are brothers in spirit, me and Bowley. Wow. Me and Todd Bowley how are brothers would, in spirit because we were born one day apart. How we're great Virgos. would that be, though? Now. There would be a level of aggressiveness with him that we saw when Dan took over this team, too. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Todd Bowles is not mm-hmm. buying the franchise to go 8-8-1. Eight, eight, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, listen, he's... Um, and the uh, fact that he's got experience already in sports right. ownership, to right. me, is gigantic. Right. Uh, I mean, listen, when you have the financial chops that he has, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, again, he's he's... CEO of a company that's headquartered in, in Connecticut and, and a financial investment company or whatever the hell it is. I don't know anything about that. Um, I mean, obviously, he's got lots and lots and lots of money. I'm trying to find his net worth. It's $5.9 uh, I think. Okay, that seems low based on all of his other investments. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, when, when you own part of the Dodgers, when you... But he has access Again, to cash j- through right. Guggenheim Enterprises well, and things the, of that nature. That, that's, that's the, other the thing. thing. And and to spend $5.4 billion or whatever on Chelsea, again, you, you might say, well, wait a second, something doesn't add up here. Dan doesn't have the liquid cash, and Dan is mortgaged to his onions in money because to buy out his partner's he did not have not only his own cash, like a Stan Kroenke or somebody, but he didn't have anybody else that's going to say, here, here, Dan, you're such a great business partner. Let me give you $2 billion mm-hmm. for you to run and play with and go well, to the Cannes Music Festival that, and buy out your stupid uh, co-owners. Okay? See, that's the thing. I mean, Dan had... You know, Dan had that with the other guys, and then like every relationship, sometimes they go, sometimes it goes wrong. I mean, he had more of it when he had the other guys. Yeah, but, but they but, tried to look. They tried to overthrow him, right? Basically, they tried right. a coup, and it didn't work. But what I'm saying, like to your point, right? Okay, even if he spent five, even if his net worth is considered to be like say five and a half billion, this guy, uh, bully, uh, and 
you know, he plunked down five plus billion dollars for Chelsea and whatever he's got with the Dodgers, it would seem like he doesn't have the money to pony up seven billion dollars for the Washington Commanders. When you're in these kind of circles, mm-hmm. as hard as it is to believe, you could probably snap your fingers. If you are a good dude and you haven't double-crossed people and you haven't defaulted on all sorts of things and you haven't done bad business moves, you could probably snap your finger and come up with $6 billion or well, yeah, so I mean, in terms of, say, of loans or just whatever. Like, well, just like Jeff Bezos could reach out to any number of with his tentacles and, and, and draw in mm-hmm. investors and cash, Todd Bowley's going to be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so the question ultimately is, who's going to be along with it? I just like the fact that if it ends up being somebody like him, he already has experience with mega sports ownership, with franchises that that have one target and one target only, excellence. Mm-hmm. Okay, You don't have Chelsea. You don't get involved with the Dodgers unless you're pursuing excellence every single day. That's all we've ever asked for here is to hire competent people that want to pursue excellence every day, that want to win the Lombardi Trophy. Okay, not just make the playoffs, not just get the fans excited that we went eight, eight and one or seven and nine and played Tampa tough in the playoffs. We want people that want to pursue the Lombardi trophy. They want to pursue excellence each and every day. And well, they the, want to pursue it without being like constant hands in the cookie I mean, jar, but, though. But, but again, uh, that uh, you can have the hands in the cookie jar if you hire the right people and you know right. what you're doing. Right. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Dan tried Dan's to greatest, do a lot of that, but Dan's greatest indiscretion yes was the people that he hired hiring bad people dan could have easily look dan uh, dan could have dan could have himself taken mel kuyper's draft guide yeah okay and and at least had a uh on the surface a modicum of success just by doing something like that because he wanted to be involved which and look when you have the capital when you have the money to be involved okay you own you earn that right whether we as fans like it or not, you earn that right when you have that kind of wealth that allows you to purchase uh, a professional sports team. Okay, Now, the challenge after that is to hire people that are not going to burn you. Too many people that Dan hired burned him with their lack of execution mm-hmm. in terms of picking players, coaching players, and the overall. Because, again, as I've said, Dan was willing to write any check at any time from day one, for any player they felt necessary, uh, it was the same thing Jack Ken Cook did with Bobby Beathard. Jack Ken Cook, though, at least had a, a a thing for Bobby. He said, "You and Joe do what you need to do. You just better damn sight sure make it make sure it works." Right. And with Bobby and Joe, even though they disagree with each other at times on players and and direction, they they were awesome at it. Okay. They for for a nine year period, Bobby Charlie Casserly worked under Bobby. And eventually took over, and Joe uh, pr- produced incredible, consistent football mm-hmm. here in this town. So Dan, having you know the same appetite and resources, put that out there. He just didn't get the gift of hiring the right people. It, it, it's that simple. So Bowley, watched watching what he's done already uh, with Chelsea and with the Dodgers, you have to expect there's going to be some aggression on that on ownership's part to you know, get this thing going and get it going quickly. So if it indeed ends up being him, you know, that's that's the kind of guy that you're dealing with. I would rather, again, have a guy that makes mistakes of aggression than, is, than, than a guy that's willing to sit back and go 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight and just can't count the receipts from all the TV money at the end of the year and go, okay, we're making money, yeah. and, and that's it. A uh, couple of things on Bully, just real quick. He led the deal in 2013 – between Time Warner Cable and the Dodgers mm-hmm. to create Sportsnet LA, regional television network to, again, broadcast all the Dodgers games, Dodgers-related programming. Uh, broadcasting from the team-owned network began with the 2014 baseball season, then obviously gets involved in the ownership group uh, of the Dodgers. But here's another couple of things. One, in 2015, Bowley brought some of – and this is from Wikipedia, so I'm, I'm not creating the, this up – some Bowley bought bought some of the assets he co- had collected at Guggenheim. You mentioned Guggenheim, right? That's like the investment firm or whatever that he was part of, um, including the Hollywood Reporter and say it with me, 
Dick Clark Productions, which at one point, didn't Dan Snyder own? Yes. Yes. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's a relationship and a connection there. One. Two, you'll never also guess what company I just found that Bully has invested in in the past. Um, It's a kid's company, a kid's-friendly entertainment company. Nickelodeon? No. Disney. Uh, It's not company in that regard. It's more like a place to go. Uh, For kids. Oh, uh, Six Flags. No. King's Dominion. No. The one in Williamsburg. The place you get bad pizza at. And you ride around on rides inside with the big mouse. Can I tag in? Oh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. There you go. How about that? Mm. We can get some Chuck E. Cheese. Spent many. FedEx Field. Spent many a day at Chuck E. Cheese. So did I. And I spent many a dollar. Yeah, think about that, though. He also. How great would that be at. A, at FedEx Field. All right, that of, might make more money than the sports book yep, there. A couple of other things. He owns 20% of the Dodgers, according mm-hmm. to Wiki. So not that much. And as a part owner of the Sparks, as we mentioned, he's also the owner of DraftKings. Ooh. And an esports organization called Cloud9. Oh, he'll hire JT the Vic. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, sorry, Charlie and Dave. JT the Vic will be working for Todd Bowley. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, he stepped down as the interim sporting director of Chelsea. I don't know what exactly that means, but uh, okay. Uh, he was named chairman and interim sporting director of Chelsea last year. Stepped down on January 9th of this year, which is four days ago. Well, I probably meant that he was uh, like hands-on, almost like GM. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize this because this wasn't initially reported. He also has a, tw- along with uh, some other guy, uh, Walter. I don't know the Walter's first name. Uh, Hi, I'm Walter. just going to call him Walter. It just, says Bo- <laughs> it just says Bowley and Walter acquired a 27% stake of the Los Angeles Lakers in mm. July of 27, uh, uh, J- July of 2021 uh, from Philip Anschutz. So he's got... A 20% reported stake in the Dodgers, a combined 27% stake in the Los Angeles Lakers, an unknown defined stake in the Los Angeles Sparks, and also um, and also uh, 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 has obviously ownership of DraftKings and the Chelsea uh, football club, football club. And, and tried to buy the spirit apparently a couple of years ago. And I think they're building. Um, I think they've already they're building a new stadium for Chelsea because I, I heard uh, I read a story a couple of days ago that they were uh, they were going to have to play at Wembley. I think Chelsea was going to play at Wembley for like the next four years or something while they're building a, a new stadium somewhere. Yeah. So he again, he's a guy that takes an aggressive tact. He's been involved with obviously some very premier franchises. I mean, think about that. My man gets to at least talk to Genie Bus once in a while. Jealous. So does Phil Jackson. Not anymore. No. No. Oh, yeah, they're no. not together anymore. No. She. Um. She just. Oh uh, God. What was his name? She just hooked up with. Uh. I think she got engaged to him. Um. Oh. I'll have to look it up in the commercial break while you're doing the trending. Okay. Yeah. Um. I didn't know. I didn't keep up with the buses. I keep up yeah, with the Kardashians. I love Jeannie. I Bus. didn't keep up with the buses. Love Jeannie. Jeannie Bus is kind of in that Stevie Nicks area for me. Um, always on my radar, uh, but um, yeah, she's. I'll, I'll look it up while we're in the trending. But that again, that. So, wait, wait a second, Genie Bus or uh, Stevie Nicks? If you had the choice, mm. one or the other, in whatever way you desire. See, I don't know how Genie sings. Stevie could sing me to sleep with lullabies every night, so that might be that might be that might give her the edge. She's seventy three, though. I don't care. I don't care. I'm like Ryan Clary, you know. <laughs> you know or, uh, that that Ryan Clary, that the Ryan Clary's out there in, in you know in that Cougar genre, you know. Well, <laughs> Ryan, it's our boy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, admit, that's just a funny check line. out just check out Bit Season for that more on say. that. <laughs> that's a funny line. <laughs> Bit Season hosted by. 
Matt Valdez and Drab T-shirt. Who chases more Cougars, Ryan Clary or Zach Wilson? That's what I tweeted last night. Oh, did you? I didn't see that. Sorry, Clary. I didn't, Clary. I didn't mean to steal that. From Clary you. easily has. Uh, he has a leg up in that category. Okay, I'm right sorry. I, I, I missed that. I didn't literally. Mean to steal that. No. Literally. My bad. 301-230-0980. That's how you get Ooh. to us here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Rooster has a very interesting what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Team 980. Alrighty, indeed. We just talked about it. Uh, according to Scott Abraham, indeed, Bethesda, Maryland native uh, Todd Bowley is making a, in Abraham's word, according to sources, a very strong push by the Washington Commanders. He is the co-owner, as we mentioned, of Chelsea, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Sparks, got an ownership stake in the Lakers, DraftKings, we mentioned it all. Todd Bowley, Maryland native, apparently trying to scoop up the Commanders from Dan Snyder. If you missed our opening thoughts on that, just simply hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the team. 980. Meanwhile, the Commanders continue their search for an offensive coordinator. As the Washington Post reported yesterday, quarterbacks coach Ken Zampisi is known to be one in-house candidate that will be interviewed after an initial thought that no in-house candidates would be considered. We will see where that goes. Wizards back home tonight after the last-second win over the Chicago Bulls on Friday night. They're hosting the New York Knicks 645, the pre, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Bradley Beal cleared to return to practice. Don't know if he'll be able to get in the lineup tonight. Don't know the status of Porzingis and Gafford, who also missed Wednesday night. We will keep you up to date as breaking news allows right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Maybe the pieces are starting to fall into place. The sooner the better. Certainly for Ron Rivera and his football operation. Sooner he knows who the owner is. Sooner he knows the direction they want to go in. The sooner that Ron and his football operation can get to work on the 2023 NFL season. Now that work is already beginning. Don't get me wrong. Okay, They're probably going to take a couple of days to you know, take a deep breath, recharge the batteries a little bit. Allegedly, a conversation with Ron and the Snyders happens Monday, according to Ron from his press conference earlier this week. But, you know, maybe Ron can get some clarity from Dan and, and, and Tanya on just who Todd Bowley or whoever else may be involved in this ownership uh, change uh, are all about. So they know who they're working for, potentially. And as we said, uh, based on the fact that a guy that you know, as Scott Abraham reporting this morning, making a strong push. And usually when you start to get stories like this involving people specifically on this, this is this means the wheels are probably turning in a certain direction uh, now. Because, again, this, uh, the amazing thing is, as we were talking about earlier this week, you know, the fact that any sale of the Washington Nationals has come to a grinding halt. And we talk about people in sports ownership, Chris, all the time. We're like, who wouldn't want to own a sports team? Well, apparently nobody wants to to give the the learners a full complement of cash for the Washington Nationals right now. Mm-hmm. So the learners are saying, hey, if we're not going to get what we think is fair value, we're just not going to sell this whole thing um, right now. And I, I understand that tax fully. I understand that, too. It's also the same reason why they've never sold the naming rights to Nationals Park. Because they haven't gotten what they wanted. Right. I mean, and, and they're like, but well, you know what, either though? we're going to get what we want or we're not going to take but anything. We're not going to take look, a bad deal. That's why you've made. In their eyes. That's why you've yeah. made billions of dollars yeah. the way the Learner Company has through the years. Well, you bring this up. What happens if Dan does that? Now, the NFL is way, 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 way different. Then the Nationals, Major League Baseball, and especially the Nationals saddled with the terrible Masson deal. So it's not likely. But what if Dan says, you know what? Screw all you guys. I want $10 billion. But you know what, though, Chris? That's not happening with this group. This this number is already far going beyond where most competent valuations of the franchise are. You know what the TV money is in the NFL. 
You know what your media rights deals in the NFL are going to be. Uh, there's no questions. There's 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 nothing here that you know that makes you question how much money I'm going to be able to make as an owner of an NFL franchise. Unlike what you have with MLB right now, right. where you have teams relying on regional sports networks to televise. I mean, Chris, they play 162 games. Okay, outside of a game or two that gets on Fox, you know, or one of the other networks, you know, in an exclusive window, you're dependent on a regional sports network or hell back in the day, early in the day, you know, maybe somebody, everybody thought somebody like Channel 20 or somebody would come in and and televise some games or something like that. You know, the Orioles in Baltimore used to be on Channel 2 or 13 or something like that, where those those network, those TV stations don't get involved in it because it's, it's been cost prohibitive uh, for them. But in the NFL, Chris, you know where your games are going to be on TV every week. It's either going to be on Fox, CBS, ESPN, Amazon, whatever. That's fair. It, it is. I, NBC. I mean, listen, as I pointed out, there, there's a huge difference between the right. Nationals and the Commanders, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, the TV, the TV, you know, huge difference. Huge difference. Dan already knows he's getting guess, well above. Look, look, this is like when you put your house on the market for 400000 and the first offer mm-hmm. comes in at four ten, and you're just excited. You're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to give us not only what we're asking, but they're going to give us a little bit more. That's a sexy offer, you tell your realtor. Well, right, but 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 what we don't know is was Dan like initially looking for six point five, and he's going to get seven point five, which is a a little bit more than a little bit more, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Or did he initially price it at seven point two, and he's going to get seven point two five? You know, I like we don't know. You know, we don't know look, those he, He's going to want to – look, he knows when you price it, you, you got to make sure you account for your debt ratio, how much you may have in debt that you got to take care of. Right, so, I mean, that, that's fine. But he's still going to come out with a significant profit here. Dan's played his cards perfectly uh, in, in this situation. And and he knew, and I think we all knew, Yeah, I think you – I think it just wasn't – if you didn't think this was going to go for well more than what the Broncos went for, um, I, I just I, – I didn't think that was a good – I think that I said from the get go, this thing was going above seven. Uh, you're um, you're right. And, I mean, and, assuming and it, that all the reports are right, mm-hmm. you know that he's going to get above seven. You were you were right on that, and I kind of downplayed it because I didn't think there would be that kind of meteoric jump without a stadium and all that stuff, and with the pending, I guess the pending zoo. Yeah, but the stuff that the, the new owner wouldn't be responsible for. There's uh, some probably. stuff there the re, the, the, yeah. the new owner wouldn't be but responsible he would, for. But he would be responsible for building a new stadium oh, yeah. or for yeah, finding sure. the financing. Well, I mean, look, he's building uh, Bowley's part of a group that's building a new one for Chelsea. Yeah. So they understand uh, that portion of it. Again, uh, experience in sports ownership, significant sports ownership, winning sports ownership. Okay? Again, Chelsea, the Dodgers, those brands, you don't buy into them uh, to to just say, hey, I'm, I'm owner of Chelsea. I'm owner of the Dodgers. You buy into them because you want to win. You buy into them because you're aggressive. And that's exactly what's happening uh, with Bowley and those franchises. And you're hoping that uh, you're hoping that they're able to bring that here if they are indeed the winning group. 301-230-0980. In-house OC or outside? Some of you believe that bringing in the inside candidate helps with Sam Howell. It might. But I'll give you some reasons why that's not necessarily having to be the case here in Washington. We'll talk about it next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.